Hello, friends. Welcome to 1,000 Words, Stories on the Way. Uh, This podcast is called Stories on the Way because this is where I collect things that I hope will give us strength and courage along the way as we follow Jesus. We are on a pilgrimage. We are on our way somewhere to someone. And we have come from somewhere. Uh, We've all, through baptism, climbed out of the grave, carried in Jesus. And we will, in Christ, walk out of our graves one day for good. This coming week, we walk with Jesus along his own pilgrimage of suffering. This Holy Week, I'll be posting an episode every evening as a way to practice being really present to our story. I've never really done this before, and I've asked a few friends to pitch in as we go, so you'll hear uh, some of their voices too. But for me, I've been feeling dislocated and a little lost. I can't go to church, I can't meet with my small group, and so on. I feel like um, I don't know where I am. And then yesterday morning I remembered something Alexander Schmemann said about how time all by itself isn't enough to give us the meaning that we crave. Uh, Time is kind of shapeless, and the only direction it has naturally is towards death. But God has entered time and acted in history, and when we meet together to celebrate those acts of God in human time, we somehow enter into God's reality, which gives shape, purpose, and aim that shoots right through death into endless joy. The church's feasts, uh, Sundays, and especially Holy Week, Easter and Pentecost, locate us in reality, and they invest human time with eternal meaning, purpose, and beauty. But I've been having a hard time remembering or feeling that. So, this week, I'm praying that we can help each other hold on through that sense of meaninglessness and uh, disorientation, and feel Jesus telling us about himself and what's real, where all of this is really headed. As Shmeman says, in this world of ours, not somewhere else, not in a world that we do not know at all, but in our world, there appeared one morning someone who is beyond death, and yet in our time. We are no longer people who are living in time as a meaningless process, which makes us first old and then ends in our disappearance. We are given not only a new meaning in life, but even death itself has acquired a new significance. So today is Palm Sunday uh, in the beginning of Holy Week. Here we begin our week-long walk with our Lord. Luke 9:51 Now when the days drew near for him to be taken up Jesus set out resolutely to go to Jerusalem Luke 19:35 through 44 And throwing their garments on the colt they set Jesus upon it And as he rode along they spread their garments on the road As he was now drawing near at the descent of the Mount of Olives, 
the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the multitude said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that even today you knew the things that make for peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. For the days shall come upon you when your enemies will cast up a bank about you and surround you and hem you in on every side and dash you to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Frederick Beekner, an excerpt from A Room Called Remember. Blessed be the King who comes in the name of the Lord. The cry goes up. There's dust in the air with the sun turning it gold. Around a bend in the road there suddenly is Jerusalem. He draws back on the reins and crying disfigures his face. Would that even today you knew the things that make for peace. Even today, he says, because there are so few days left. Then the terror of his vision as he looks at the city that is all cities and sees not one stone left standing on another. You and your children within you, your children. Because you did not know the time of your visitation, he says. Because we don't know who it is who comes to visit us. Because we do not know what he comes to give. The things that make for peace, that is what he comes to give. We do not know these things, he says, and God knows he's right. The absence of peace within our own skins no less than within our nations testifies to that. But we know their names at least. We all of us know in our hearts the holy names of the things that make for peace, real peace. Only for once let us honor them by not naming them. Let us name instead only him who is himself the Prince of Peace. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide for many peoples, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. That is our Palm Sunday hope, and it is our only hope. That is what the palms and the shouting are all about. That is what all our singing and worshiping and preaching and praying are all about, if they are about anything that matters. The hope that finally, by the grace of God, the impossible will happen the hope that Pilate will take him by one hand and Caiaphas by the other, and the Roman soldiers will throw down their spears and the Sanhedrin will bow their heads, 
the hope that by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the love of Christ, who is Lord of the impossible, the leaders of the enemy nations will draw back, while there's still time for drawing back, from a vision too terrible to name. The hope that you and I also, each in our own puny but crucial way, will work and witness and pray for the things that make for peace, true peace, both in our own lives and in the life of this land. Despair and hope, they travel the road to Jerusalem together, as together they travel every road we take. Despair at what in our madness we are bringing down on our own heads, and hope in him who travels the road with us and for us, and who is the only one of us who is not mad. Hope in the King who approaches every human heart like a city. And it is a very great hope, as hopes go, and well worth all of our singing and dancing and sad little palms, because not even death can prevail against this king. And not even the end of the world, when it does end, will be the end of him, and of the mystery and majesty of his love. Blessed be he. Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. Jesus comes near and he beholds the city and looks on us with tears in his eyes and wells of mercy, streams of love and pity flow from the fountain whence all things arise. He loved us into life and longs to gather and meet with his beloved face to face. How often he has called a careful mother and wept for our refusals of his grace. Wept for a world that weary with its weeping, benumbed and stumbling, turns the other way. Fatigued compassion is already sleeping whilst her worst nightmares stalk the light of day. But we might waken yet and face those fears if we could see ourselves through Jesus' tears. The way has been prepared And now the way must be walked There's so much good you'll dream to do But I am walking to the cross The world is full of withered hands and the world is full of lonely souls you may not understand what love can do but i am walking to the cross and they'll sing hosanna oh lord come and save they'll sing hosanna
Palm Sunday. Almighty and ever-living God, who of thy tender love towards mankind hast sent thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross, that all mankind should follow the example of his great humility, mercifully grant that we may both follow the example of his patience and also be made partakers of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, whom liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.